the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I have a podcast, and you can find it at Apple iTunes under Rob Black and your money. Um, podcasts are, I'm, not, I'm working for a radio station, so I need to be kind of careful what I say right now. Um, I think they're a great Opportunity to find some educational information um, for when you're driving. Nearly 40% of Americans can't describe a 401k. 40% of Americans can't describe what a 401k is or how it works. Just 36% of 18 to 24 year olds know what a CD stands for. Is it compact disc? Not quite. Not in the world of finance. Certificate of deposit. We're pretty well undereducated. I think that speaks to our society across the board. Um, there's all sorts of, of comedians seem to be the best people out there at this point in time as far as throwing on podcasts and making them uh, infotainment. So they've got the stand-up experience. There's one called Bad With Money. And it's hosted by comedian Gabby Dunn. She explores the social and emotional facets of money, particularly as they relate to the younger generation. So freelancing, social status, how your parents messed up your relationship to money. Um, she isn't afraid to get too personal, and in the podcast, it's all the better for it. So it's in its second season, so it's, it's created as seasons. Bad With Money does a great job of coupling relevant advice and insight. There's a lot of general skepticism, which uh, a lot of people under 35 have. There's criticism of the financial system that we live in. I remember the first time I went into a bank, and uh, I started realizing that it wasn't going to be a relationship that really, really benefited me. I was going to give them money. I was going to cash paychecks there, and they were going to give me very little in return. And with my money, they would go out and lend money to, mo- to other people. And when I wanted to borrow money, <laughs> they'd be like, so sorry. 
your $236 paycheck doesn't quite add up to getting a $10,000 loan. Um, 800-516-1220. Goldman Sachs has a podcast. And the first one that I talked about was called Bad with Money by Gabby Dunn. Second one I want to talk about is Goldman Sachs has an employee rotating uh, podcast, and it's called Exchange. It's not exactly for beginners. It's a little bit on the hardcore side, and it gives a fairly firm grasp of the basics, and it gets the, you know, the nitty-gritty of investing. Podcast is for you if you want to try to stretch your limits. I once said on the air, I mixed metaphors. There's one metaphor about spreading your peanut butter. <laughs> no, no. Your legs and stretching your legs. And stretching your legs means one thing, and the spreading means another thing. Behave yourself. And I messed up. And I think it was on TV. So I think that's back when I had my Rob Black and Your Money TV show. Uh, you're not going to get a big, you know, financial story on exchange by Goldman Sachs. But if you want to get, you know, scoop on what Brexit means for your portfolio, or if you want to look into social conscious ETFs, it's a really, really good, does a nice job. So CFP, Chad Burton's got a podcast. You can go to his website, newfocusfinancial.com, and he talks about financial planning issues, typically for people in their 40s and 50s. Um, I like it. I think they do a really nice job. He does a really nice job of, of throwing out the content pretty much so as is. Um, Death, Sex, and Money. It's a bi-monthly podcast. That's so only twice a month. It's hosted by Anna Sales. It's produced by uh, the NPR affiliate in New York City. It's along the lines of that Bad With Money podcast. It focuses on unique, potentially taboo stories touching on death, sex, or money. Um, you get a lot of financial pitfalls. And some of the episodes that will really kind of stand out, The Sex Worker Next Door, and I Had Babies to Pay for My Babies. And that was one like the weirdest thing that I learned in college. I took a class on welfare. And, uh, you know, you're just trying to get your credits. You're just trying to get your credits in the third and fourth year. And you're trying to like, what do you mean I need a sociology? What? Well, this is sociology. And I took a class on welfare. It was kind of interesting because uh, I missed the first two weeks because I was in Australia. I was kind of bad. I planned my summer vacations around my school schedules. And uh, I didn't really take school wasn't first. It was the summer vacation. So I got back a little bit late, and the teacher was a little bit upset with me. Um, you know, when you're asking your questions, your first day questions on, you know, day 15, day 16, teacher doesn't really like that. So what I learned about welfare, and this is pretty fascinating, was the class essentially had two types of kids. Kids that were leaning Republican and kids that were leaning Democrat. And they would give the answers that you would imagine the Republicans would give and the Democrats would give. And I've always approached things with as open of a mind as possible. And in this welfare class, and this is why I, don't, I, I this is this is where you're going to see my political leanings. Um, we had to give a presentation at the end, and you had to defend it on you know um, welfare for you know coal miners, welfare for people who had too many babies, welfare for. Um, the immigration population that comes into the country and doesn't quite get the money system correct. So 
ultimately what I said is the answer is there is no answer. It has to be a state-by-state thing because California's welfare system is going to be totally different than West Virginia's, and that's going to be totally different than New Jersey's, and it's going to be totally different than Florida. So the answer is that there really can't be a federal answer. Um, but that was how I fell in the debate. So less federal government. 800-516-1220 says a couple of podcasts that I'm talking about, Death, Sex, and Money. Um, and you can just Google financial podcast, Death, Sex, and Money. You can Google financial podcast, Goldman Sachs Exchange. You can Google Gabby Dunn, Bad with Money. And uh, I think that'll get you a, a little bit of a head start into some of the educational issues that are out there. Like I said, CFP, Chad Burton's got a great podcast, and you can find that at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Uh, the more you learn about money, the better you're going to be hopefully motivated by it. And when you're you know, 35, you'll say, I got something going on. And when you're 40, you'll go, I definitely have something going on. And uh, now that I'm 45, I got a lot of money, and I'm, I don't want to make a mistake. And that's kind of where CFP Chad Burton comes in. He's kind of getting you that last 10, 15 years and making sure you dot your I's and slash your T's. I've got, I, I know people who are now starting to die. And it's just like, oh, he had a heart attack? Well, that kind of makes sense. He was kind of heavy. Um, oh, that makes sense. He, he uh, was stressed a lot. And then I'm, I'm like, wait, wait, these are people my age. <laughs> so it's important to really know what you're doing financially speaking. So podcasts are a great way to do it. It's so much better than listening to that, that Sarah show on 97 or whatever it is. It's awful. She's a mean midget. She's about five foot one, which I guess I'm not allowed to say midget, but she's a mean, tiny person. Um, chain smokes in the hallways. I think she hits people with sticks. Um, not very nice. Not very nice. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And yes, Sarah is a werewolf. So now the secret's out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. I've got an event coming up, and you can use the code Radio25, Radio25, to sign up for free. Uh, you can go sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Always have an event coming up. And for my radio listeners, I always tried to help you out because you were kind of what started it all for me before I got into television and other projects. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. If you want to come to any of my events, for now, I'm using the code RADIO25 to get you in for free. It's RADIO25. Like I said, I do have an event coming up. You can find out more at robblackshow.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Morning. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about... 
in the financial planning world, a lot of people will ask a lot of basic questions and then they'll go off and try to do it themselves. I would imagine if I was going to go off and try to do a mortgage yourself, that I would probably start with a mortgage online calculator. What's your initial thoughts on the online calculators tied towards mortgages that you see? I think it's a good start. Um, uh, the the saying that we have in the business is to start early, and it includes things like figuring out what your payments can be based on a certain purchase price, based on your down payment, but ultimately it does come down to like your credit. Uh, that's going to help you determine what interest rate you're going to end up, and then you got to fit that into a program um, with your down payment. So becoming a homeowner is a pretty complicated process, and it's a major financial commitment. And figuring out the true cost requires some research. It's it's I don't think online calculators in the financial planning world are great because some of them don't even calculate like inflation or like a weaker dollar, stronger dollar, and things along those lines. Um, so a lot of people turn to these online calculators determine what they can afford and can't afford and what it's going to look like or not look like, and it doesn't always play out that way. For instance, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau outlines two major problems with mortgage calculators. They only consider the principal and interest payment, and they are only as accurate as the information you provide. And that's the tricky The, the part. junk in, junk out? Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but that's how, what I refer to my diet. <laughs> junk in, junk out. Now we use that term in the business all the time because... Um you know, p- people tend to be a little bit more aggressive with um, things like rent versus buy calculators, and they say, "Oh, if this house appreciates three percent a year, um, my break-even period is three years instead of if it was one percent, it'd be eight years." So, uh, you, people get a little bit aggressive, and it can be a junk out, junk in, junk out type of scenario. So, you, you ultimately need to look at the, you know, what program and fits with your credit and what down payment works with your, and then you have to look at the tax benefits and the the interest deduction, the tax, the property tax deduction, the principal payment that you make every month, and then something that a lot of these calculators miss is something called lost opportunity, which is what you lose on your down payment. So things that are easily forgotten, property taxes, private mortgage insurance, homeowner's insurance, utilities, homeowner, homeowner association fees, which what a pain in the butt. I've got a property in North Carolina where it seems like there's a problem with a payment every year, and literally I'll sign up for homeowner's fees of 40 bucks, and they'll go up like $2. And this includes swimming pool and golf course. They'll go up $2, and they'll be like, Mr. Black. They'll write this legal letter, like, if you don't send us the money that you owe us, we're going to sue you. And I'm like, how much money do I owe? And it's like $2. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And it's just because it resets, and sometimes your credit card doesn't reset kind of thing. Um, closing costs what you're required to pay up front. Um, that could be up to 5% of the home purchase p- price. So online real estate resources, Zillow is trying to fix the problem. Last month it, it relaunched its real estate site uh, called realestate.com. It's tied towards millennials looking for their first home. Their new all-in monthly pricing tool enables you to see every possible monthly expense, which is, I think, a great idea. And again, you can find that calculator at realestate.com. Yeah, there's there's certainly some things that you could miss if you were just using a regular mortgage calculator and saying, how much is my payment? Um, there are some obvious tax benefits that you have to factor in, and then the other expenses, uh, they're missed a lot, Rob. Um, we, we're not getting people calling saying, hey, we bought this house, it's a little bit too expensive. We'd never get that phone call. But you can you can tell um, uh, that people are stretching out. I'm, I'm quite surprised still that our, our debt ratios are uh, allowed to go so high right now um, even in a qualified mortgage era where they said they were going to cap them. But if you have a little bit of extra money, you have a little bit extra uh, 
better credit, you can go a little bit higher in the ratios, but they still don't factor in all of those other expenses that you can get on a house, the utilities, the trash, um, the maintenance, uh, and so on. So for more information, Tony is a mortgage lender. You can contact him at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com, or you can listen to him here on KDOW AM 1220, Thursdays at 6 p.m. So online calculators. Um, the one we were just talking about is called realestate.com, and it's trying to help millennials kind of get that first home. I don't know the statistics, but I would imagine the people that get foreclosed on are oftentimes it's the first home that they've ever had, and it's in the first five years where they weren't predicting things along the lines of like losing their job, emergency funds, what, ha- what to do when you don't pay your mortgage, things along those lines. I'm not sure that's the statistic. But I, I would bet that being new to the home ownership, home ownership would be a problem. Could be a problem. Yeah, you're, you're going to end up in a loan modification before you end up in a foreclosure. If it's because your expenses start getting too high, you can just go and throw some numbers at your lender and say, "I want to apply for a loan modification." And then if they decline it, they may they may actually say, "Stop making payments before we even consider it," which I think is is criminal. Uh, because that kind of screws you up for many years down the road. But um, And then they may not tell you that a loan modification may hurt you four years from now, for the next four years from being able to do some sort of refinance or uh, even another purchase. So that would be the first thing before you go to foreclosure. Uh, but we don't get a lot of calls about that. Um, I, I st- I'm sticking to my guns, Rob, about the, the ratios that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, especially FHA, and even the new portfolio lenders, uh, if you have good credit, you can push these ratios pretty high. Um, we see a lot of people, when you buy a house, you're also buying furniture. You're also buying, you might even buy a new car. Um, you're spending a lot of money after you buy the house, and um, some people don't have those reserves. We, we've done transactions where people literally are using every single cent they have, and lenders are allowing them to do that. So the, the door's wide open for people to get into this situation. It's interesting that you're saying the door's wide open for people to get into this situation, and that lenders sometimes will put people in bad situations, because you and I have talked recently about how there's some, not many, but some real estate agents who really shouldn't be giving any sort of financial advice. Um, a couple months ago, they're delivering pizzas. Now, a couple months later, they're you know talking about owning three properties and, you know, as income generators. and It's a sensitive topic for me. Yeah. People can take money out of their homes or take money out of their 401ks or borrow money from brothers and sisters and get into real estate. Some of the advice you see out there is really hack. So uh, I'll throw that out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, pick up the phone, give us a call if you have any questions, 800-516-1220. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. They say they can smell your intentions. You loving on the freak show sitting next to you. You love some weird people sitting next to you. You think I did not get here sitting next to you. But after all I've said, please don't forget. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I pledge if you listen, I will try to give you some information that's helpful to you. Each and every day. Some days it'll be through mistakes to avoid that I've personally made. Some days it'll be through lists about mistakes to avoid. Some days it'll be about experiences that I've had purchasing real estate. Sometimes it's about mistakes I made by not purchasing real estate. So you listen, I'm going to do my best to get you good content, whether it's about investing or what have you. If I were to give you one piece of advice, it's max out your 401k every year and have it diversified and then just go be you. So I once recently offended somebody because I was talking to a fairly young woman in her early 20s and I was like, she's trying to like figure out the code to like make money. I said, what you need to do is start a 401k at your work. Maybe you start with 6% of your salary and next year 7% and then the year after that 8%, 9% and diversify it. Um, don't get married till you're 35. Go out there and experience life. Uh, get it out of your system because you don't want to be 45 looking back saying, oh, I wish when I was younger I would have, you know, dated a older man or I wish I would have dated a, uh, a person with purple hair. Get it out of your system, um, and then you can find happiness later. So 20s are about exploring and making mistakes, but don't make the mistake of don't start your 401k. So I basically said, um, start a 401k, diversify it, and go live life. Uh, make some mistakes. I think it comes with the territory. So joining me now, Tony Mendez, com. I'm Rob Black. He's Tony Mendez. Tony? Good morning, Rob. Howdy. Um, one of the things that I'm going through right now is in my 20s, I started a business and I worked my butt off. In my 30s, it started to pay off big time. In my 40s, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, put a little spit shine on everything. Um, I've got, a, you know, three properties. That's not bad. I've got, you know, a good high net worth. I feel really good about that. Um, I've got a good uh, 401k. I feel good about that. Uh, one area that I'm starting to look at now is as I'm getting a little bit more gray, on the chest hair, which is embarrassing as all hell. Because um, I've got old man chest hair now, where it just does its own little thing. Um, you're fab. You're switched on. Yeah, you're a bit yeah. of all right. That's yes. me. Yeah, that's me. Isn't that funny? Mike Myers' career just went, just gone. Disappeared. He was there, and then he just wasn't. He yeah. One bad movie, The Love Guru, did him in. Uh, which makes sense, but uh, I'm, t- I'm changing the topic. I'm not certain anything about a retirement home. Not like an old folks home, but where I want to retire. And uh, going through that, going through that is a little bit diff- different. Like I got to think: Do I want to rent it out for a few years? Do I actually want to live there now? But for instance, I'm thinking Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Um. So first things first, right? Check my credit. See if I can, you know, see if I can afford it. See what sort of rates I'd get. Got to start. Start with. Yeah, some- there's definitely the the whole we've we're. 
we've been seeing low rates for many years, um, and you want to lock that in. The other part, too, is that you're still working. Um, right. A lot of people can make the mistake where they look at a retirement home after they retire, uh, which can, in a lot of cases, with a fixed income, fixed pension, fixed Social Security, may not work. Some people retire that don't have that. They're just relying on Social Security. They might even be at Social Security yet, and they're trying to retire, and they don't have the income, and they have just a lot of cash. So there there are more options for people that have a lot of cash that can get a loan, but it's you know, it's, I think it's important that you start when looking when you have income. That's right. And what I'm actually thinking about doing is getting a home equity line of credit and selling part of my current home to buy part of a new home. Still have two homes. The current home that I'm living in has incredibly low interest rate. Totally easy. It's totally affordable. But if I pulled $400,000 out of that, it's literally buying another home with the equity. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, diver- it's also diversifying a little bit. And the the strategy of renting it out for a year or two years, maybe even longer before you move it into this property and retire, not saying that you're two years out of retirement, but you, you get the idea that it's it you don't really locked into it. It may actually turn out to be an investment that you keep. And then gotcha. may, maybe you move that money, sell that property, move it to your final destination. But it also gets your feet wet with the, 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 the community that you're moving to. So. Um, it's, it, it is a difficult task to say, I want to retire here, but I'm not going to retire for five, ten years. Right. Um, you, things might change. So it's kind of funny because I've, I've been talking to a realtor, and uh, we're in two different cities, so it makes it very, very difficult. So I've actually made a point of, of meeting him. That's going to be super important for me. Um, another thing, though, is like instead of using the home equity line of credit, I could use my emergency fund, but then I stop and remind myself, no, 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 it's an emergency fund. So I'd rather sell part of my current home take some cash out of it and uh, put it somewhere else. So I plan to spend no more than 30% of my income on my housing. Like I can't just dip into, like I can't just, I got to eat. Like, I, that's I, a decent, I, I got some meat on my bones. That's you know? a good ratio. Okay. Um, the standard is 27. So if you're at 30, which you can go higher, you can go up to about 38, 40% depending on what kind of loan you get. But that's a, that, that's a respectable ratio. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Any more than 30% and your finances are going to get tight, leaving you financially vulnerable when something inevitably goes wrong. Um, I've told the story many times on the show about a man who, um, his daughter was a millennial and she's lovely and she was looking to me to be kind of mentor and then she told me the story about her dad. Had a house in Fremont, took some money out, bought another house, took some money out, bought another house, took some money out, bought another house. Um, all four get foreclosed on when things get tough. He takes on a second job to kind of cover up his, his late-in-life mistake of buying too much real estate, and he has a heart attack and dies. The end. No more debt. <laughs> well, except for the wife who kind of inherited some of that. True. Um, so paying for a home inspection, you know what I'm going to do? I've been in my house now seven or eight years in the current location. I'm going to pay for a home inspection because I like those guys to come out and tell me things like, oh, your roof's going to last two more years because I get on top of the house. I'm like... It's a roof. Yeah, they're not terribly expensive. They Unless, they, of course, they find something, but that's something you need to know about. Yeah. Could be a foundation, could be um, some wood-destroying pests of some sort. You've you got to get that out of the way, if, if especially if you're going to sell the house down the road. Right. And like things like um, uh, water heaters, Like there's real men in the world who have tape measures. And they can say, that water heater is seven years old. They typically go about nine. What? 
okay, so I better get out. Because once I went into my garage and the water heater was spraying hot water everywhere, I was like, damn, what do I do? I better go call a real man. <laughs> it's like the time the, a rat got in my house. I had to have a neighbor woman come come help me with it because I didn't know what do you do with a rat. That, that's a little scary you when throw, you hear them running around in the walls. In this case, um, I think a cat wounded it and it jumped through my doggy door. Ooh. And uh, I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I knew that I wanted it out of the house, but I didn't know like what's the protocol? Do you throw a towel on it? Do you kick it? Tennis it, racket. Tennis racket. Like I didn't know. I didn't know. Like what if I, I put it with a tennis racket? It climbs up the racket and bites me. Like I I didn't know. Other things, um, so home inspections are super cool. And there's, uh, I know a guy who, he gives you like a, a 25 page manual on your house and he shows you everything, which I think is fantastic. So you need to factor in costs beyond the sticker costs. So I'm looking to potentially buy a retirement home in Santa Barbara and like I need to start thinking about some other things, the closing costs, obviously. Um, maintaining the house if I'm going to be a landlord, uh, getting that, you know, proper inspection is super important. Any other things I should think about? That's come to mind. Well, you, you know, from the mortgage point of view, we, we always look at, you know, the qualifying. If you do indeed buy it as a retirement home, you're really buying it and not moving into it. You're really buying it as a rental property. If you're not renting it, then you're assuming all of that debt. So you have to kind of consider if that's what you want to do. Do you want to put somebody in the house and then move into it? Some people don't like that. Some people don't want to, they just don't feel it doesn't vibe with them at all. Um, so you you may want to consider if you're going to have a renter in there or not, and if you don't, can you absorb that debt? So we we always look at it from the mortgage point of view. Um, we're lucky right now in this kind of tight guideline era of mortgages that the lenders kind of dictate that, or they try to um, that you're not going to spend too much money or you're going to not spend too much over your um, your allowable income. Uh, but once you get past that threshold, then it's purely just preference, I, th- I think. After a period of time, uh, are you going to actually move into this house? But I think it's a great way to test a market and test, a, a, you know, especially if you can spend some time there. I hear you. So maybe not go too far overboard first because you may not want that house and maybe you want to get another one. Okay. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at com. He's my mortgage lender. He's the guy I go to with questions. So if I have a question like, who pays the commissions? Is it the buyer or the seller? He has the answer for me. And that's kind of important because that's a lot of money. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And it's Tony Mendez. And I'm Rob Black. i got an event coming up, and it's online at Rob Black Show. It's a good chance for you to meet myself, Tony Mendez, CFP Chad Burton, other CFPs, state planning attorneys. It's a great place to get questions answered uh, for free. And to get in for free, uh, whether it's a lunch event or a evening event, you can... Sign up at Rob Black Show and use the code Radio25. That's Radio25 for all my radio listeners. And that offer will stand as long as I feel comfortable doing it. Um, if you sign up, though, show up. That's the super important thing. And if you don't show up, drop me an email and say you won't so someone else can have that seat. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. <laughs>
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a funny saying that I like to do. Um, not saying, but there's a funny idea like I like to play with. I want to talk a little bit about that. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. So, Tony, one of the areas that I find kind of interesting is um, people buying a home because it seems like the right thing to do um, or buying, you know, uh, any, any, any big purchase because it seems like the right thing to do. Uh, because it's good investment, because I'm wasting money on rent, because I just had a baby, um, which is a funny thing for me to say out loud. So, uh, But you may not be mentally prepared for some of these issues. You know, I've got a friend who she was engaged in her early 30s, then she broke it off because it was taking too long. Then she fell in love, and a year later she's engaged, and six months later there's a baby on its way. Um, that's a lot of change really fast. So she goes from love to marriage to a kid all in under two years. It's definitely a big commitment. Um, when I bought my first house, I I had a little bit of regret that I didn't buy smaller and in a better area. And so I, I think I moved too fast because I had other friends that were buying a house, and I, I kind of had a fear of that I was going to lose out on uh, that opportunity. So I had some other pressures, and uh, we see a lot of people that get like that, Rob, where they. Um, especially parents. That's the one that kills me the most is the parents go, Oh, you got to buy a house. And they kind of push it. They give them the gift. They give them the gift. And, um, and next, and they co-sign in a lot of cases. And next thing you know, these people are in a house and they're carrying a lot of debt. Were they mentally prepared? Were they financially prepared? Um, how much of that pressure was really part of their decision to buy the house? Um, it gets a little, a little crazy, especially when home prices are hitting the, the peaks that they're, they are right now. Um, I, I, I'm not saying think twice. I'm just, Analyze it twice. Right. And I, I think that's um, a good idea because the average home has appreciated 3% in the last 100 years in the United States. Um, if you take away extra costs and you add in inflation, you're really not making any money on an average single-family home in the last 100 years. Um, and a lot of people are like, but in California, um, I haven't made any money. I've lost money in the last two years. As my home has gone sideways to slightly 1% down, uh, but add in inflation and add in the cost of maintaining it, uh, it's been a loser. So I think it's smarter to look for an affordable house that meets non-monetary goals. Um, if it's in your dream neighborhood, for instance, that's a great place to start uh, because you'll always have that dream neighborhood. And there's also a lot of red versus buy calculators that can lead you to think that it's a good idea to buy. You could put one number in there too big, and that would be the appreciation on the property. That changes the whole picture of whether or not, at least that's that one calculator's opinion on whether or not you should buy. Uh, and it could be the appreciation. If you put, ze- I always, always use zero appreciation. Uh, if you put one, it, it could go from 20-year break-even to a 10-year. If you put three in there, you might break even in two years, and all of a sudden you're like, i got to buy this house because it makes sense. Um, you could also change things like your lost opportunity cost, your tax bracket could be wrong there's you have to be really careful with those those calculators and kind of play with them and a lot of people end up 
that's the first place they go. Is, oh, can we buy a house? I don't know. Let's look at a mortgage, uh, a rent versus buy calculator. Yeah. We have a really good one that we use. Um, it's like Dinky Town, I think is what it's called. If you, if you look that up, you can find it. Dinky Town. Yeah, I probably want to say that out loud. <laughs> you might be able to get arrested for that in some counties. Um, so last thing I'll say about this, and again, it's, I think it's kind of important to, you know, to throw this out there. A home is a utility. It's not an investment. It's a liability until later in life you can look back and go, oh, I did pay myself rent and it did last for a long time and I did get a tax deduction. Uh, but a lot of people are looking at it, you know, up front. I got to do this now because it's going to make me money. And that's the wrong way to go. It's a place to live that's close to work, it's in a good school neighborhood. That's the way I would look at it. So don't feel like you have to do it because you're wasting money on rent or because it's a good investment or like you said, Mom and dad really want me to own a home, and I have to be an adult now. Uh, if you want to get a loan and you want to shop for a place, Tony Mendez is pretty reasonable. Uh, he'll sit down with you and give a, yeah, the facts. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. So your first home you bought, you felt like it was a mistake. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I wish I had the fireplace. I wish I had the bigger garage. I wish I put the dormers on. I wish I had hardwood floors. Yeah, and, and I... I look back and I, I was really kind of scared about the big number that I went from renting to buying. Right. And it was almost double what I was spending. Um, and I look back at it and I, I go, I could have afforded a lot more or I could have, I could have had a brick house instead of a vinyl house. You did your house built, did you? Yes, we did. Okay. Actually. Yeah, it was from the ground up. I did not know that. I did something that I had no, a lot of the neighbors had lots of gravel in the yard. Right. I brought beer and pizza to my builders every day. Not every day, at least once a week. And so these guys would have something to remember me by. And I have no gravel in my yard. So <laughs> I, I always remember that story. You might have beer cans in your walls, I have beer though. cans. I actually had a sinkhole in my yard. Really? Yeah. Something, some container, big container, probably one of those big 55-gallon drums or something collapsed. Boom, sinkhole in my yard. Huh. So I don't know if you remember this, but... uh Back in Fairfax County, there was a neighborhood that was really close to a kind of a Chevron storing facility. Um, Started with an M. Something like that. But yeah. basically, that, that storage facility leaked oil under all the houses, and every single house went... It was Exxon. Was it Exxon? Yeah. Okay. That, every single house went from you know $800,000 value to... I won't. I wouldn't. I'll buy never that live there. Yeah, yeah, I would never live there. And uh, and there's beautiful neighborhoods too. Huge yards, big houses. Yeah. Mantua. Mantua. Yeah. So anyway, I'm surprised I can pull that out. I got the M. You did get the M, and you probably got Exxon Mobil better than I did with Chevron Texaco. But never let the facts stand in the way of a good story. Is what I always say. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. This is Michael Penn, brother of Sean Penn. One hit wonder. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.